What's up, everyone? Welcome to Shockcast, episode twenty today. I believe that's right. Joining us today, we have. Do you yeah. remember what what episode it is? We You're missed fired. a couple of weeks. I'm sorry about that, guys. That's on me. Uh, getting the internet repaired, so hopefully we have no issues. Fingers crossed. Uh, joining us today, we got Giuseppe back from Tokyo. Finally. Hello, everyone. Well, finally, my ass. I we love to be there. We thought you were moving there uh, permanently. Well, I, I'd love to move there. Right. Uh, also with us, we got Ryan Meitzler. Are we in virtual reality? Is this is this real? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh... yet. A day off. Uh, and that, is, that will be the topic of discussion today, along with we got a few other things. we got Gears of War 4. Uh, we've got... Uh, New York Comic Con impressions. We did the Tokyo Game Show impressions. We'll hear what Ryan has to say about uh, New York Comic Con. And yeah, so let's get right into it. First and foremost, we do have a giveaway today. Welcome back to the giveaways. Uh, so the giveaway for today, we're doing Dragon Quest Builders for PlayStation Vita. We'll raffle it off about um, halfway through. Does that sound good, Giuseppe? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, and if you want to get in on these giveaways, because we're going to keep doing giveaways uh, this week, next week, uh, the next few weeks, uh, what we're going to be doing is, of course, if you want to win these, come watch the Twitch stream live. Uh, at the moment, we are doing them 8.30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. It may get shifted in the future, and we will let you guys know early in advance uh, that we're going to make the shift to 9.30 eventually, because we want to get Azario. Everyone should know Azario, one of our best writers. Uh, we want him as a permanent member. So, uh, uh, resident, resident pervert. Oh. I, I haven't heard any stories about this, but I, I need to... You really haven't, okay. I, I, apparently, it's just common knowledge. But, yeah, we're going to get him in on the podcast. Uh, so, all right. So, anyway, yeah, we're raffling off later. Let's start off by saying what we've been playing. Ryan, what have you been up to? Sleeping problem. Uh, well, actually, right before we record, I mean, yes, a little bit. Um, but basically, but uh, actually, right before the, we recorded, I was playing some more Overwatch. I've been jumping in for the uh, Halloween event that just started yesterday. Nice. Uh, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten any skins yet. I'm disappointed. I want to get more skins than I got in the last event. Um, so basically just that and Witcher 3. I've been trying to go through the DLC for that. Uh, and then Gears of War 4, which we'll uh, talk about in a little bit. Awesome. Funnily, like, there is a lot of characters that don't have a skin at all. I was surprised by, about that. The Summer Games was like that, too, where not, not every character got, got a skin, so... That kind of <laughs> sucks. Right, so how about you, yeah. uh, Giuseppe? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing uh, mostly, um, mostly Black Desert Online, just to get back into the in, into the loop from when I came back, because the the game is basically IP blocked uh, from Japan because Japan has its own servers, so you couldn't play it all. Like uh, I, I didn't have wanted to bother with the with the VPN uh, to be able to bypass that. So so yeah, I, I need to get back into the loop. I I missed the amount of stuff, and then I. I've been playing uh, uh, quite a bit of Star Citizens, actually. Uh, like the, the beta that we have, of course, not the full game. It's because the, there has just been CitizenCom, and uh, like what they shown was very, very impressive, so I, I wanted to get back into it in preparation to uh, the new versions of the beta that are coming out. They're going to add a lot of stuff. Finally going to be able to like land on planets and stuff like that, which is going to be basically, basically No Man's Sky on steroids. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been looking. I've been looking forward to that, and and I've been having a lot of fun just with the just with the beta that has quite a bit of com uh, of content in it. Especially since right now all the backers are getting like full access to all the ships. So I've been playing with like super big like uh, bombers and stuff like that that are really fun, and they look incredible. Uh, that's funny because Star Citizen is a, like a very polarizing game. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people like love it. And there are people that like absolutely and for me rationally hate it, mostly because of the its you know peculiar circumstances, as a game that's been crowdfunded with one ten million dollars or something like that. But personally, I can't even relate to that. I, I it, it's like I tweeted this out like a couple of days ago. I, I it's like trying to explain Darwin to to a really stubborn old priest. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I've been having a lot of fun with that lately. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, me myself. Let's switch to my camera. Uh, I've been playing a lot of games. It's been a hell week for me. It's gonna be hell week for me in the near future. Uh, in the comments, people are talking about PSVR. I'm one of the very few reviewers that we have getting PSVR, so I'm gonna be reviewing uh, just about every game. That's coming out, and I'll tell you what those are when we get to the upcoming releases, uh, what reviews you can be expecting. Uh, I've tried a few without VR, the few that you can, and they are <coughs> all, for the most part, pretty great. Uh, for instance, Thumper I've tried playing a bit, which was awesome. Um, I'm really excited to play Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a VR mode? Oh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, do, we, do you have someone to play it with? Because that's pretty much a multiplayer one. Yeah, no, I got I got a group of three of my friends. We're gonna get together in the same room. We all have manuals. Uh, believe it or <laughs> not, I have friends. Uh, really? That, that that's that's surprising. Besides that, uh, a little bit of uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of Yokai Watch, which is good, not great, but good. Uh, and last but not least, Shoe, uh, which is brought to you by Coat Sync. They sent me they sent me this really nice package. Uh, the review will go up a little bit later, uh, but yeah, I just want to show off some of the stuff they sent. Uh, nice card. This t-shirt I'm wearing, if you're wondering what this weird smiling beast is on me, it's the antagonist of the game. Uh, and then... By the way, they are not paying us. This guy is doing it, this all of his, on his own. He's oh, not yeah, being absolutely. sponsored. No, I just like showing I'd off the swag. If he was. Uh, stickers and a pretty cool... Uh, the hell is that? Yeah, it's just a little uh, tapestry art, I guess. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, you guys. That's will... very interesting for an indie for an indie game. Yeah, the the review will go up a bit later, uh, and by that I mean in the next hour after we do this, I have I already have it written up and in drafts. But just so you guys can get a, a sneak preview, it's it's a good game. Uh, not great, not fantastic. It's kind of just pure cut 2D platformer. Uh, without any frills and without any experimentation. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think we're going to be doing a giveaway of it next week. So stay tuned to that. Uh, sure. All right. So let's get into the main event. Uh, first and okay, foremost. Okay, let's talk about this PSVR. PSVR. Let's talk about it. I know I'm getting it, and I kind of mentioned you guys aren't getting it. Uh, what? Are, uh, well, what are... I am getting it, just not now. That's not right now. But I played, I played with it a ton at Tokyo Game Show. Actually, not just at Tokyo Game Show, because there was quite a lot of uh, 
places you could try it in, in Tokyo. So hmm. I've actually had quite a lot of feel of PlayStation VR lately. I actually played a lot of uh, Drive Club VR, which is like that? everyone is getting sick apparently about it. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Well, you're just like, a professional driver. No, it's it's strange for me to hear about all these people that are getting sick about it because I really had no problem with it. Uh, well, probably my, maybe that's because I'm just very used to the actual game. Uh, I'm, having played so much, it really doesn't do anything to me physically. Uh, my idea is that actually maybe that they're getting sick because it's too good. The... Sorry, Ryan. Oh, sorry. Um, I was on a delay. Um, but I think the whole thing with motion sickness with VR is I think it's not really something I think that's consistent between people. Yeah. I think it's like certain people are going to get it, some people aren't, and that's not. I don't think that's you know some games I think that aren't optimized for VR properly or so that possibly. may you know it's possible. But I think it's it's a very subjective thing. So I think yeah, if there I are certain is that... things. I think that talking about Drive Club, it could be that it's too good as a, as a racing game because most of most of VR <laughs> games, from no, I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm not being a fanboy or anything. It's that most VR game, if you look at them, they try to limit as much as possible how much you move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your body, your body does uh, does not perceive the movement that your brain perceives with VR. So basically, it doesn't match up. So the least you move in VR. The least that there is a disconnect between you and your between your brain and your body. Uh, Drive Club is it has a really 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 strong sense of speed. So mm-hmm. since it has that sense of speed, and I didn't think I didn't feel that that sense of speed was mitigated in in PlayStation VR. Uh, I think that's what makes uh, a lot of people get sick, even because a lot of the courses are very bumpy. And they didn't change that in PlayStation VR. So that may be the reason. But that just means that it's a good racing game. Otherwise, I honestly, I wouldn't be able to think about a racing game in VR mm-hmm. uh, without those elements. Because if you have yeah. that sense of speed, and if you don't have a bit of bumps in the ride, you might as well just play, I don't know, Sleeping Simulator. Right. How about you, Ryan? Um, what, what have you been thinking lately about VR? I know you're not getting it. Are you kind of regretting it as we're getting closer? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'll regret it a little bit at first because, um, you know, it comes out here in the U.S. Uh, it's releasing midnight tonight. And so, you know, this week's kind of the big launch week. So I'm sure, you know, that I'll, I'll, I'll miss out on that a little bit because I won't be part, you know, part of the conversation, I think, as much with other people. I think I do want to get a VR headset at some point. I think uh, I'm just not sure PSVR is the one I want to get. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> of building a PC, like, either the end of the year or beginning of next year. So I might go with Oculus just because I don't really have the space for a Vive. So I think Oculus seems like it might be the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just um, most of the reaction I think I've seen from reviews of PSVR have been pretty mixed so far, saying that the headset's very cool but i think some people have problems with some of the the tech that's running behind it because it's using the move controllers it's using the playstation camera which are kind of old devices so um i did actually get to try psvr a couple weeks ago at a preview event so i got to play a couple like more tech demo-y things and it was fun to get to try it but i don't know there's not really like a game yet that i really want to play the only one i think really yeah, they were just small. It was uh, an event with a company called Oasis Games that had oh, a bunch okay. of smaller. Yeah, so I got to try. Uh, they had a game called Weeping Doll, which was this uh, horror game, and uh, I can't remember the other name of the other one, but it was the like banana, a shoot 'em up type banana. game. It wasn't that one. It was a different one, uh, but it was like oh, a shooting gallery type pixel thing. Pixel Gear, um, which were not that one. Um, 
But basically, they were just short, like tech demo-y things, and yeah. they were fun, but not anything substantial. I think the only one I'm really looking, I'd be looking forward to is Resident Evil Seven. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah. But other than that, there's not really something that's gonna make me go out and buy it right away. So. Oh yeah, Resident right. Evil Seven is is really good in VR. It's just not Resident Evil. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> like not even close. It's just not that kind of game. It's just another game. Yeah, I, I, I can totally understand why they use the name to sell it, but honestly, it really, it, it's like PT in VR or uh, the kitchen or kitchen or something like that. It's really not Resident Evil, but yeah. Right. Uh, I'm if if I have to say one one title that I'm going to uh, really look forward to in VR in PlayStation, PlayStation VR, I'm I'm probably going to get it, especially when that comes out, is Ace Combat Seven. Mm-hmm. Ace Combat Seven is definitely one title that will make me get VR. Uh, and, uh, well, I, I can only imagine that if, if people are getting s- sick with Drive Club VR, uh, they're probably going to, like, a projectile poke everything they ate with Ace Club, <laughs> with Ace Combat, because that's, that's fighter jets, and, you know, that's not an easy thing to take <laughs> in, uh, in VR. I will see. Uh, that's the, the Ace Combat series actually has always been very, very, very good uh, with the sensational speed, right. which is something that is often missing from the like more simulatorish um, simulators in right. uh, for flight. So uh, we'll see how, we'll see how it, how it goes, but uh, that that's uh, that's like far out yeah. because we haven't seen anything since like less PlayStation experience. I've been very sad about that, by the way. Fucking noted. Come on, uh, Bandai Namco. Right. Show me something. As for as for myself, uh, the games I'm look. I've played a few of these games already, and uh, some of the game some of the games have non VR mode and VR mode. Some of the games you can't even boot up if you don't have the VR equipment attached. Uh, I've had a great time with Thumper. I'm not sure exactly how it'll be in VR necessarily, uh, because it kind of works fine as a game on its own. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Super Hypercube and Res are both games that uh, that seem like they'll shine in VR, whereas on the small screen, it's kind of underwhelming at times. Uh, also, uh, Truant Pixels game that um, that, that works I re- in VR. Yeah, that I that I reviewed last year. They just released a VR patch for it. And uh, what I, from what I remember, it was stunning. They said that last I spoke with them, they said that they're adding a bunch of uh, uh, features based on our review and based on other reviews to make it a much more playable game-like experience compared to uh-huh. what was on what, what was on the TV. So I think that'll be really interesting exploring human cells and uh, going through the body and all of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, gotcha. re- realistically, there's there's a lot of things. Eve Valkyrie, I've heard great things. Rigs, I've heard great things. Oh yeah, I played that. Eve Valkyrie is awesome. Uh, it's re- mm-hmm. and Rigs also. Those, those are the two games that I think uh, to to on what uh, Ryan said. Uh, those are two of the games that you kind of need to play if you want to be sold on PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's like the very small tech demo-ish like experiences, uh, they, they really are nothing special, honestly. Uh, I tried a, a ton of them, and uh, honestly, like the most disastrous experience for me was head, uh, Headmaster. Headmaster, I got that. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to reviewing it. 
Uh, yeah, I'm don't don't look for. I mean, look <laughs> forward to it, but attach your secure your PlayStation VR very well uh, to your head because yeah. like doing headers with the PlayStation VR headset, especially with I tried it last year at, at Pre Games Week and uh, it was a older version of the PlayStation VR, so mm-hmm. it really wasn't attached to my head very well. So <laughs> yeah, not not a good thing for me. Uh, but all those little tech demos that I tried really. If I tried just those, I honestly wouldn't have been sold on VR. Even even like the Playroom VR, which is kind of like the the free uh, where free game, or also like uh, PlayStation VR Words. Like I tried the London Heist, and I tried the uh, the one with, in which you're like sliding down the downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't remember the name, but uh, that's not really something that would sell me on VR. Riggs and Eve Valkyrie were the two that really told, made me think, oh yeah, sooner or later I'm going to get VR. Uh, definitely. Because Riggs is real, Riggs is full game. It, it's a game that has full features. And that's the problem with most of the stuff that comes out in VR. There are things that, are supposed, that you're supposed to play for like half an hour and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Like even Batman Arkham Origins. I, um, I'm not sure about this, but I've heard that it's very short. For yes. me, that doesn't have. It doesn't have. It doesn't make sense. Like playing a Batman story that's like a, what, two hours. For me, it's like yeah. And so, um, oh, I'm gonna go to the to the to the theme park if I want that. Right in the same kind of vein, um, we have uh, the 20th anniversary Tomb Raider uh, edition on PS4, and I think. Uh, <coughs> You know, we already have a fully written out review for it, uh, which you wrote, right, Giuseppe, I believe? Yes, uh, it was a great game, and, and it still is a great game. I'm sure right. the VR thing is good as well. But in that case, it's an addition, so it's fine that it's short. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that that's definitely an add-on component I'm looking to try, and that's really what's holding so that the- review back, uh, which wouldn't even be a long review, if there yeah. even is one. Um, yeah, and... Oh, by the way, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, for all you guys waiting to see the DualShockers' impressions and opinions and reviews for these PSVR titles, they're coming. They'll, they'll be here uh, by this weekend. You'll, you'll already know uh, by next week what games we recommend, uh, what we it's think are the must-plays. Yes, all right. So what I think you guys should buy, what, I, what, I, what didn't click with me, all that stuff, you'll get it by this weekend. Interestingly, one title that were really great on PlayStation VR mm-hmm. is uh, one that we are not getting in the West. Uh, his summer lesson was really good for me. Mm. Like a, it was a like a, a lot of people think it's like a loot, a loot game or like a like a pervy game, but it's not at all. Like you're just speak literally just speaking with a girl and sometime having like some little casual semi romantic contacts like she's going to give you like the her her earbud or something like that and so she's gonna come close because you know with the earbud you need to be close. But it's like really light romantic kinda very immersive thing. She's right. not like even even the graphics are not photorealistic at all. But they made them really, really nice, like real cartoony in the right way. So that she, like Ikari, the, the character is also is really, really expressive. So right. it's really a very 
emotional kind of uh, experience, which is mm. probably better than most VR things for me because it actually connects with you on a more emotional level than most most VR experiences are either less just fun, less pure fun, or just uh, spectacle things. You know? Right. Oh, going off of that too, uh, games yeah. that I'm, I'm most excited for, uh, just because they break the mold of what VR games are, and maybe even are what VR games should be. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we talked about it before, but keep talking and nobody explodes. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's such an interesting VR title because it requires mm-hmm. people around you to be uh, helping you out in the real world while, you know, this is a game that really plays to the fact that only one person can see what's on the screen or what what's in the headset. Also, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Ubisoft Werewolf game. I, I, I forgot well, the name. Were, were, Werewolves Within. That, yes. Yeah. That yeah. looks like a ton of fun. All these kind of board yeah. game-ish almost type of titles. I That's the ones yeah, I'm looking they're... forward to. They're ones that seem great. They're like more board game or like party game type things. That'll be really fun. Um, I think another title that I'm really looking forward to, to try at some point, whether I play uh, VR or non-VR, is Res Infinite. Um, I love the original Res. It's one of my favorite games um, and seeing some videos and stuff for it. And it's interesting because it's a 15-year-old game, but, right. you know, and now and now technology is kind of, it's almost like a game that felt like it was ahead of its time because now I feel like VR is, is perfect for that type of game. Uh, sure. Especially because I'd like to try the new uh, the new area X that's in the game too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one title also that I really liked. Uh, I tried this one at Tokyo Game Show uh, before. Also, uh, it's uh, Farpoint. Farpoint okay. was fun. Uh, Farpoint is basically <laughs> it's basically Starship Troopers. <laughs> You're shooting insects in in yeah. a, in an alien environment. <laughs> and that's mm. basically what Farpoint is. But uh, with the, uh, I don't know, I don't remember how it's called, like the, the actual rifle that has a move inside. Mm. Um, it, it's quite immersive and it's nice, it's, it's fun to play. Uh, I just don't know the depth of the experience, to be honest, and that's what, what like, um, worries me a little bit. But I think VR is going to be interesting for, for shooters. It's definitely going to have a nice niche there. Uh, it's, like, very nice to just... Funny thing is that I, <laughs> there was this this uh, boot lady in, near me that was like, "Oh, you're moving like a real soldier." And I was like, "Yeah, sure," <laughs> <laughs> because I was like actually bringing like you know the, the the rifle to the to the to the shoulder, which no one else did. Mm-hmm. Like people were just waving around that, that little rifle because it's it's also difficult to bring it to the shoulder because it's small, you know. Right, uh, but if you bring it to the shoulder, you can actually see through the sights, which is something otherwise you can do. And and you would and you would see a lot of people that were like really randomly uh, shooting around. Oh, we lost we lost Ryan, I think. Did we? Oh, wait. Sorry, I got back. booted. Sorry, yeah, I got he's booted. back. I was saying the problem with the problem with that controller is exactly this: that it's yeah. small and it's light, so it. Kind of like VR would benefit from a controller that actually feels like a, a rifle that you can actually put to your shoulder and look through the sides and all that. Otherwise, they should probably stick to uh, guns like pistols. Yeah. Uh, because uh, if you have a rifle and if, if in the game you have an assault rifle, uh, the thing you're holding in your hand needs to feel like an assault rifle. You need to be able to put it on your shoulder to to actually aim down sides. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it actually 
kind of pulls you out of experience. Uh, I think there is going to be quite a lot of like a, a market for um, for peripherals like that, though. Uh, that right. I, I would. I'm looking forward to see something. I thought Mad cats. Actually saw something interesting. I yeah. thought you inter- <laughs> I thought you actually saw something interesting. Mm-hmm. That was a a university. I think it was Keion University, a Japanese university, that have been working on a VR suit, like oh. a full thing that you actually wear. It looked kind of like, like a, a haptic feedback kind of. Yeah, it kind of looked like a, like a motion capture uh, suit. Yeah, but it actually was something. I didn't try it because obviously it would have been like a little cumbersome, especially like a Tokyo Game Show. It was extremely hot. So yeah, not not a good idea to try, actually try that kind of thing. But right. they the the is interesting. Uh, interesting. Actually, having that kind of thing, like a full feedback on your body, and it's probably something that would probably help with those games in which you move around a lot and your body is not feeling it. You know, like like Drive Club, because right. it, if if it gives you haptic feedback on your body, then it's different probably oh yeah definitely um that, that reminds me just off the top of my head the res uh suit that they showed when they oh yeah it was uh, funny yeah so i don't think that has anything actually haptic that no no just so vibrating i don't think it vibrates it was just lights i think you know yeah uh, something like that uh, yeah i don't think i don't think it was like a anything functional it was just for show i think that's that's what i remember maybe i remember badly though all right so we could talk ostensibly about VR all day, but uh, that might be better saved to next week when we have actual opinions on it. Um, or I when I have actual opinions. You, I tried some of it. That that's true. Um, oh, I was thinking before we before we we move on. Yeah. There's another thing I want to talk about, which is not PlayStation VR, but it's still VR. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Bandai Namco. Um, there is a Bandai Namco thing that they have. In, it's a showroom for VR in Tokyo. Yeah. And they have some like VR experience. They're actually really nice. And there was one that was actually the only place, the, the only VR experience that for me was actually scary. Hmm. Like for me, Resident Evil 7 in VR didn't scare me at all. It was creepy, it was yep. disgusting, <laughs> but not scary. Right. Uh, but that one was scary. It was very simple. It, it, they simply made you walk on a plank between two skyscrapers. Oh, yes. Uh, the walk. <clears throat> and that was scary. I, I personally, one of my weaknesses is I'm, I'm afraid of AIDS. <laughs> so I'm very acrophobic. Right. Like if you put me, uh, well, it, it works a little different for me because if, if there is a glass between me and the void, I'm fine. But if there is no protection, I like it paralyzes me completely. <laughs> And I actually felt like that in in that VR experience. Right. Uh, it was like I, I was like completely, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I couldn't move. Uh, it was like really the only real scary experience I had in VR so far. Now, everything else could have been creepy a little bit. Could be a little disgusting, maybe uh, jump scares. Some of them <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, you know when when you after you play. Uh, until dawn on PS4, like without VR, uh, doesn't really matter. Like nothing is as jump scary as that. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, honestly, honestly, that one was 
was interesting. And it was just, just a little experience, not the game, nothing big or you know spectacular, but it was it was effective. So we'll see how it is how it works. Like uh... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the dynamic of PSVR rolls out, what kind of games become the v- the VR games. Like right now everything is kind of tech demo y to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should probably talk a bit about the business part of PlayStation VR because it's probably something that we can all talk about, considering that you know we don't really need to own the 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 headset to talk about what we think will it'll do like on the yeah, sure. uh, success commercially wise. So, do you guys think that it's going to actually be the driving factor for VR sales wise? Uh. Not necessarily. I don't think it's going to be a success for Sony in the same way, you know, PS4 is a success or for Nintendo, the Wii was a success. I I think that in terms of PlayStation's goals, maybe long-term plans, it'll be a success for them. I think as long as they maintain interest and, you know, keep... keep, stock continuously going they'll be happy with it even if it caps off at you know 10 percent of the market for ps4 owns it um and i I think that might even be optimistic but Mm -hmm. um yeah i I think in terms of the long-term goals of them trying to build this new vr platform because that's where they see the future is possibly uh that i think it helps definitely Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, right. yeah, and I think in the same way that, um, you know, maybe aside from just Sony, but just in, in VR in general, I mean, like, the big things going for PlayStation VR are that it has the install base of the, the PS4, which is um, not larger than, than PCs, but it just has it has more accessibility, I think, than, than most people uh, that are, you know, maybe interested in VR because, you know, in order, to, you know, to, to access PlayStation VR, all you need is a PS4 console, which a lot of people already have. Versus VR, where you need at least a, you know, probably a thousand dollar or more PC. So it's yeah, just I think it actually initial... has a bigger. Sorry, I think it actually has a bigger like install base than PC. Actually, if you count the PC for, that actually can run. For for sure, Oculus yeah. Or... Yeah, aside from people that already have PCs that can run it, you know, the 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 the, co- the cost of entry is a lot higher with with Oculus yeah. than those versus PSVR, where you can get a four hundred dollar PS4 and you know or cheaper and be able to to get it. Um, aside from the headset itself also being cheaper than all the others, because even if you get the even if you get the bundle that has um, the PSV, the headset and the Move controllers and the um, you know the other stuff, that's still a hundred dollars cheaper than an Oculus Rift. Yeah. So I think on that and by that move, point alone, the moves are like fifteen dollars if you get them used. Yeah, yeah. If you get them, yeah, cheaper, you, you can get them for like fifteen twenty dollars. So uh, even less. Um, I like. Uh, GameStop, like here in Italy, has them like at like nine euros. <laughs> I think I think here in the U.S. they went back up because people want them ah, now for yeah. um you know for PlayStation VR. Yeah. But if you got them ahead of time, like they would have been like ten dollars basically. They would have yeah, been really exactly. cheap. Um, but yeah, so I think the potential is there. Um, so I think PSVR, you know, because of its price and all that stuff, has potential to be uh, more of a success. I think in the long run, you know, it'll be tough because. You know, a lot of the reviews and stuff have said that the PSVR already feels a little outdated because it's running on it's running on less powerful hardware. It's running with you know peripherals that are you know several years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think it's a good stepping stone and start for Sony to maybe long term continue looking forward to to VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Personally, I feel that 
the reviews that that kind of reviews are kind of missed the point uh, which is that really what makes this kind of, of stuff of successful is not the technology as much uh, as much as the games like you can definitely run good good games at that on on that hardware and uh, i mean the the games are the, the good games are on playstation vr at the moment there is no real big seller or any other headset because if you look at it like rigs in on playstation vr uh like uh, the uh batman is on playstation vr Mm. The all, all this all the successful big stuff. Star Wars is on PlayStation VR. Mm -hmm. uh, the you don't see really anything that could sell to the masses on Oculus or, or Vive, uh, especially right. counting the price. The thing that makes me doubt a little bit is the uh, uh, availability. I don't think Sony can support uh, enough availability of the, which is also why I think they're not marketing it as as intensely as they could. Yeah, because they simply can manufacture enough, and they yeah. probably they don't yeah. even want to risk too much by by putting too many on the market. Uh, no, I think they def I think they want to maybe take the approach more of like you know keep it in limited stock and make it uh, make it seem more valuable. I think that exactly. way rather than Definitely. having rather than having rather than if they make too many and then they don't sell a lot of them and then they just sit on store shelves collecting dust. Absolutely, so. that's exactly what I think myself. Uh, we'll see. Personally. I will. I will make a. I, I will probably say something a little bit unpopular, uh, which is I think there is at the moment a 60-40 percent chance that VR is going to be a fad like 3D, maybe a, a little bit more successful than 3D, mm -hmm. uh, and I mean 60 that it's going to be a fad and 40 that it's going to catch up and actually become mm -hmm. something really mainstream, uh, but uh, there are so many conditions behind VR. If you play a video game, you sit in front of your couch, you take your controller, you play the game, and that's it. In VR, you need to do a lot of preparation. Someone needs to actually explain to you how it works to sell it to you, because otherwise a lot of like the common people are not even going to care about it. So, in fact, the, the Sony has made a lot of effort to gain stuff to actually make people try it, but that's as a limited impact. Uh, personally, I think they have a lot of hurdles to to get through to actually make it something that could replace couch gaming like normal console gaming in front of a monitor uh, there is a lot of like science fiction movies that that do that you know that show that VR is the future of gaming I'm not sure about that maybe I'm a little biased because personally I prefer to play games on my monitor still let's let, I want to ask your your opinion on this guys Honestly, do you prefer gaming in VR, or you prefer gaming in front of the monitor at the moment? I don't. I don't think that I agree that uh, VR is going to replace gaming. I think no matter what, or like uh, like you know traditional being you know, sitting on the couch playing games. I think it'll like no matter what you'll still get that because that's been the way we play games for the last you know thirty years and stuff. Um, but I think it will bring games into an interesting direction, and and you know it'll it'll change a lot of things. Um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Hold on. Um, you dodged Lou, my question. Lou, go ahead. So. Sure, yeah. I'll uh, dodge well, my question. I, no, no, I was, I was thinking I just lost my train of thought, but Lou, go ahead. So. Sure. Um, 
Oh, sorry. No, okay, sorry. I, okay, I got it. I got it. Sorry. Um, I think. <laughs> I, I like my I brain I brain farted for a second. Um, I think VR will. What was your original question, Giuseppe? Just so I can like know. Oh what you wanted to completely dodge. I just this clearly asked you a very simple, clear one, which is, what do you prefer? What gaming do I on prefer? VR. If you had to choose only one, gaming only one. on VR or gaming on your mon- on your monitor. I mean, I think I'd always prefer gaming on monitor and doing the traditional experience, but I am excited and I want to try more VR stuff. I think that with VR, it'll be, I, I don't know if, it, even if it is a fad, I don't think it'll die as quickly as something like 3D, just because I think, because VR has more applications outside of just gaming, because VR is also being used in education, it's being used in medicine, it's being used in a, in a lot of different ways. So I think from that sense, it's going to stick around, or at least not die very quickly um but we'll, we'll see how it goes but yeah i think I, i'd go with just the traditional game experience but i do want to play more vr and try it because i think it is going to move gaming into some interesting directions Lou, all right uh i'm gonna go the opposite direction i'm gonna say i think that gaming nowadays has uh technologically or as a medium hit the place where it is going to stay for the perceivable future uh and i love my games i would never give up playing games on a tv but if if i have to think what you know what will progress uh most interestingly down the line to make more immersive experiences it's going to end up being psvr in the long run if it continues to evolve and transform much like gaming has done to this point um okay so louis apester i mean we got it I, that's not a hipster. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know mediums. I, I think we're getting we're getting to the end life. Uh, not the end life, but certainly the we're we're starting to evolve less for uh, gaming, where we have, uh, you know, technologically we've reached a point where the uh, generational leaps are less noticeable. Things are absolutely being changed, but. It's not like going from 2D to 3D anymore. Uh, and I think this is the uh, this is the incubator for VR. This is where it's kind of starting, and uh, it's going to get to the point, hopefully, uh, if it's a successful, you know, a successful venture, where it's not this gigantic wired-in headset, where maybe it's just putting on glasses or something that are, you know, cover the eyes, but very simple. Uh, I think science fiction. Yeah, but I mean, what we're doing now is science fiction 20 years ago. Yeah, but 20 years are a long time. Yeah, so it's going to take time. By no way am I preferring the VR games now to even regular screen games that existed 20 years ago. I'd rather play uh, the original Legend of Zelda than any of these VR titles that I've had. Uh, that being said, I, I, I think that in the future we're going to see uh, some amazing things come out of, of PSVR and VR in general if it continues to evolve. That brings us to another question. Uh, from the commercial standpoint, are people going to be willing to eat a big loss in terms of visual fidelity for the same hardware in... Uh, like in uh, to to actually get the immersion of VR, because let's not joke here. With the same hardware, uh, you have to cut a lot of visuals in order to 
to uh, actually display it at the right uh, at the right frame rate, but not. It's not going back to PS3, I guess, mm. but you're going back mm. quite a lot. So are people at large? I mean, I'm talking about the mass market, gonna be willing to pay more for the hardware uh, to get the same visual fidelity, or to pay the same to get a lot less visual fidelity because graphics are important for the mass market market may not be important for the super core gamer but most definitely if you if you get like the the casual or even not just the casual but even just your usual from the street gamer uh, and you show him a really really spectacular call of duty trailer uh, or whatever game uh, aaa game trailer is going to probably be more attracted than uh, you know the dream of vr at, i think personally Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I, <clears throat> I don't know if I think that think that that way. Um, you know, just because I think the best example of that is with the Wii in the last generation, where yeah. you know the Wii was a, a graphically underpowered device. You know, compared to the the PS3 and the Xbox 360, it was a cheap was, device. It was also cheap, but it was also the most successful and it was the best selling system last generation. And, and because the motion controls, even though you know they didn't really work, they weren't that great. Um, you know, it, it was the novelty, and it was that was what brought people on and made you know made people buy it. And I think VR is in a similar situation where you know a lot of people are getting it for the novel. The problem is that it's not a similar situation because VR is costly. The Wii wasn't. Um, you know, people that have it are the VR enthusiasts and the people that want to be first. You know, on the VR bandwagon. Um, you know, I think it's going to be another couple of years before we see VR become mainstream in any way at all. So. Yeah, uh, the problem. Sorry, I, I you you kind of broke up again. Oh, what sorry. I was saying is that no, no, I I actually heard you. Uh, what I was saying is that, uh, that there is a radical difference between the Wii and PlayStation VR or any VR really, which is that that the VR is super costly compared to the Wii. The Wii was a really cheap console. Yeah, sure, but I mean, I'm just saying. I think in terms of what what people that are um, that are main, you know, more mainstream users, I think what they care mm -hmm. about. I don't think they necessarily are going to care about graphics and things like that. I think they're going to care mm -hmm. about what's new and what's different. Um, I think VR has that, but obviously the cost is kind of preventative of be, it being mainstream for at least another couple of years. Because mm -hmm. you know, I think you know, if I showed my grandma a Wii for two hundred dollars or so, she'd probably want to be more, you know, something fun to do like that. You know, she'd probably enjoy it. If I showed her a VR device that was six hundred dollars on top of getting a PC that she would probably never get, probably not going to get it. So I think it's it's still a ways away from being considered mainstream yet. Yeah. Right. Um, I got some input on this. Uh, I think there are long-term and short-term steps that, uh, if we're talking specifically Sony, that they need to take if they want it to get that appeal. Of course, in the long term, uh, there are going to be ways to make it more affordable. Uh, all hardware goes down in price over time. Yeah. You can make cheap VR, I'm sure, and uh, even a few years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if we have $200 headsets and... Uh, mm you know, maybe $400 premium headsets if they keep doing what yeah. they're doing. But uh, with that said, if they want to do stuff in the short term, what they should be doing, this is advice to you, Sony, so you can go ahead and take it and run with it, is uh, take PlayStation Plus, remove the PS3 games, and just swap in uh, PSVR games and give people a reason uh, to build this library of titles that they can go to. The reason I bought my Vita and a lot of people ended up buying their Vita is they already had a built-up system of, you know, maybe 40 or 50 games in their library. 
that they could just mm. go ahead and turn mm. to. Mm. You disagree. I'm not sure that that's going to work simply because like PlayStation, uh, uh, PlayStation Now doesn't work as a as the frame rate that PlayStation VR needs. How do you stream a game, a game over the internet? Oh, no, no. Did I say PlayStation Now? I meant PlayStation Plus. Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I actually heard PlayStation Now. I was thinking if you went crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think... I could, I could see that making sense just as like... Just as what? Oh, he froze. Oh, okay. he, he died again. Then that incentivized... Hello? Yeah, you yeah, died for Now a you're back. I think Ryan needs to host next time. <laughs> well, no, I think this is on Ryan's end. Is it? Yeah, okay, because Ryan, our, our stream's not going down. Okay, Ryan, you suck. Yep. It is done. Is dead. Okay, um, he's back. Ryan? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, am I, am I back? Sorry. My, it's cutting yeah. My internet's being a little difficult tonight. Um, anyway, I was saying sorry. So, yeah, I guess like Lou said that if, um, you know, if, if maybe they did give away some games on PlayStation Plus that had some yeah. VR uh, compatibility, that might incentivize people because then, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, I've got this game that I could try, you know, with, with a headset. Maybe I should get this. Yeah, possibly. But the problem is the, is the usual. PlayStation Plus games are kind of sucky. <laughs> Yeah. So but, if they give the sucky games, it's not going to incentivize many people for it. Yeah, but, but I mean, who yeah, needs PS3 games anymore? Oh yeah, true. But there's still the, what kind of what PlayStation yeah. VR games do you think they're gonna give? Well, like they're gonna give? They're not gonna give rigs. I don't think. I don't. I don't think. No, I don't think they have to give away anything big. They just have to, you know, even if. Oh my something very small, you know, thumper or like something like you know, like maybe not that, but like just something small. I think that would incentivize people to to be like, oh, well, I've got a couple games I could try these in my head, you know, if I get a headset. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess. I think it also. It, I think and it would help. Me, I think make people feel better about spending so much money. Then if they get like maybe a free game every month. I think that I think they may do that actually. Hopefully, I'm keeping yeah, my fingers crossed. It wouldn't crossed. be a bad, it wouldn't be a bad, bad idea. So, I don't have. Oh any... yeah, especially since they have a ton. Like they, they have a big library of like super small games. At least right they now, probably yeah. should give. So yeah, like all the like uh, smaller games that maybe cost like ten, ten bucks or stuff like that. Because honestly, I don't see them giving away stuff like rigs or Valkyrie or whatnot. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> It's at but least that's, right that's probably what would actually promote PlayStation VR, though. Like, if they gave up, if, if, like, if I really, if I was Sony, and I really wanted to push PlayStation VR, I would have given Riggs with it. Like, bundled. Mm, yeah. Because mm -hmm. Riggs is the game that makes you understand the potential of PlayStation VR. Well, doesn't that PlayStation Worlds thing come with uh, PlayStation VR? Or is that only with the, it has, the like, It has bundle? a bundle, but it costs more. Right. It, uh, yeah. They 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 have a PlayStation VR um, PlayStation VR room, not play playroom VR, which is right. Yeah. Nice and cute, but nothing special, honestly. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, so, uh, but but what we really sell VR, honestly, uh, <laughs> we saw it today. We just have the news today, which is uh, VR Canojo, which is that that's this that the experience that will sell VR. <laughs> For the ones that uh, have been under a rock and haven't read the news today, just go and look at it. Uh, VR Canojo is uh, made by a very well-known uh, 
uh, adult game, <laughs> uh, Japanese adult game uh, developer, and it's basically uh, a really, a really blatant ripoff of uh, um, of Summer Lesson, like really blatant. It's like when I saw it, it was like, oh, a new, a new trailer of Summer Lessons, and it wasn't. But it's basically Summer Lesson with adult content in it. That's gonna sell VR a lot. For sure, it's not on PSVR. It's it's only on Oculus and Vive. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what I want to do real quick is I want to give away that copy of Dragon oh, right. Quest Builders. Do it now. Do it now. Do it right I forget now. how you do it. I think it's exclamation uh, point winner. Oh god and... damn it! <laughs> every time. It happens every time. Now it's not working. Uh, okay, let's try it again. Don't do it twice. It's gonna call to again. Let me uh, let me try it and see. So. Okay, let's let's have Ryan pull. Roll a winner here. Oh, oh my God! What is <laughs> you, you guys suck. I can't do it because I don't have mod here. So Dala. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh. Dala. Hopefully you have a PlayStation Vita. You just won yourself a copy of Dragon Quest Builders for PlayStation Vita. Um, oh yeah, Vita. I know he does. If he doesn't, he's fired. <laughs> he can't fire our viewers. That's not allowed. I can everything. I'm, I'm the editor in chief. Um, all right, so that's that's a great segue. I think we can move on and briefly discuss because we spent a lot more time than I was expecting on that. Uh, let's let's talk Gears of War four and New York Comic Con. This is Ryan's sole segment. This is the the segment. So your time to uh, shine. I or I can I can chat with him. Okay. What's that? Sorry, I played just I played Gears Four. I have it, and so. Oh okay. Um yeah, so I re played and reviewed Gears of War Four. Giuseppe also played some as well. Um so to quickly go over, this is obviously the next uh sort of chapter in the Gears of War saga. Um you know, and I think uh it's the you know it's good that it's the next kind of main uh main game in the series after Judgment because Judgment was was kind of meh um you know as a spinoff game. But, um, yeah, so basically, just to give kind a brief... Of kind of meh, yeah. Um, like, that's, that's probably the euphemism of the century. <laughs> it was, I thought it wasn't that bad. I like Judgment it a little sucked. bit. It sucked! Come like, on! It wasn't, it, wasn't as good as the, it wasn't as good as the main games, but it wasn't, I didn't think it was terrible. But it was unnecessary. But anyway, uh, so Gears 4, uh, developed by a new studio, The Coalition, uh, who now are basically taking over uh, the Gears series from Epic Games. Um, and it's interesting, uh, you know, I got, I played, you know, I played through the entire campaign, uh, I played some verses and also horde mode, and those are kind of the main parts of Gears 4. Uh, but basically for the story, it takes place 25 years after the end of Gears 3. Um, and it was interesting as I was playing, because I feel like my best comparison to it is it feels like the video game equivalent of uh, The Force Awakens, uh, which I don't want to bring that up because I know Giuseppe's going to have some very strong words about that, so. Um, but Why? I think because, Why? I think because the story, because the story is kind of meant to introduce you to like a new generation and it has that sort of thing where it feels like it's paying homage to the okay. previous Gears games and it introduces you to new cast characters. Uh, Marcus Phoenix is basically Han Solo in Gears 4 where he's the old grizzled, uh, you know, the elder that teaches the new heroes. Sorry, go ahead, Giuseppe. You were going to say don't something, Giuseppe? Spoil or I'm going to kick you. I say don't spoil or I'm going to kick your um, ass. I'm losing now, you guys. Sorry, you're breaking up. Yeah, sounds like it. No, we are losing you. <laughs> Sorry, you're breaking up for me. Go ahead. 
I oh say, don't God. spoil or I'm going to kick your ass. All right. Well, it's how about – yeah. hear me. Well, let's do uh, your impressions of it, Giuseppe. Don't worry. Um, it's, it's back. It's coming back. Okay. Ryan? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Earth, Earth to Ryan. Yeah, I'm here. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Hi. Okay. Hello. I just say don't spoil or I'm going to kick your ass. No, I said I'm not going to spoil anything. They showed that Marcus was in the game in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, so... Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I mean, if you say he's kind of like Han Solo, someone could take it like a spoiler. Oh, oh, no, yeah, it's not that. I've Don't never worry seen about it. that. It's like, <laughs> well, you haven't seen all the Star Wars movies, Lou. So you, yeah, you, you're disqualified from this conversation. It's like Spock, um, right? But yeah, I really enjoyed. Basically, yeah, um, I really enjoyed the campaign a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, I think some reviewers had issues saying that it might have been a little predictable, um, and I could see that. But I think. Um, oh, really. Like a, Gears of War, like a Gears of War game that's predictable. Well, Stop I think, the press. Wait, I, I need to go write the news about it. <laughs> I think um, I think they did some interesting things with the campaign and the story, and I feel like they really did a good job of kind of bringing the series back more toward the toward Gears One and sort of the roots of the series, where they had a little bit more horror elements to it. Um, you know, I think you know because I think in Gears Two and Three they kind of got carried away a little bit with the big action set pieces and the you know the big like you know sort of macho like you know humor and stuff. This mm-hmm. the characters aren't quite as uh, as you know they they have that feeling where they're very likable and you, you know they're they're good characters but they're not quite the meatheads kind of like from the you know Marcus and all those characters. Um, you know, I think so they're, cho- they're cool. choice choice right now one two, Marcus or JD. Oh, I would choose Marcus over JD just because. Oh, um, you suck. JD, JD's a little, <laughs> JD's a little, JD's a little generic. He's not, he doesn't have as much personality, I think, as Marcus does. But basically, JD feels like if you took Nathan Drake, made him work out, and eat steroids, and he was not quite as funny or charming, is basically what JD is. I, like, I, I he makes, guess, but I like him. I make, like him more than Marcus, though. I don't know. I I just think because I think Marcus is such like an iconic character, and that like you know playing him in the other games, JD feels a little generic by comparison. Um, yeah, I like but like Marcus felt generic to me too, like at the beginning. I don't know. I I guess, but um, I I think it's it's I actually like what they did with him in Gears Four, where not spoil anything, but basically like oh, yeah. they made him more of the grizzled old like you know soldier. Oh, yeah. He was definitely re- more likable in the Ford one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was funny too that they make him kind of a grumpy old man because there's there's a mission where that takes place in his uh, his mansion, and as the mansion's getting destroyed and stuff, he's being like, "Oh, I just fixed up the house last week," or like his car gets destroyed. And he's yeah. like, oh, "I just tuned it up." It was like I like that they did that with um. Yeah, you just with that. It was he just did everything last week by the way in that mission. Yeah, I know. It was mm. it, basically yeah. He's like, "Oh, I just fixed up the house," and it was like I I enjoyed that a lot. Um, uh, it's a very nice mission, actually. It was that one was actually probably one of was, my favorites. That was probably one of my favorites too. That was a great mission. Um, but yeah, and I think um, you know some of the changes that the the game. I think it you know if you played Gears games, it doesn't really change a ton, but they did add some nice little features. Um, especially that I like, I feel like they made the combat way more active now that you can't really, um, you can't really just sit behind cover and take shots. Like a lot of the enemies now will have abilities that like will be able to get you behind cover or now they added this move where you can actually, if you're in front of, in your, if you're in cover in front of someone, you can grab them and execute them. So it's, it's a lot more, yeah, you can't just sit in one place anymore. It's, it's a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool surprises in the campaign. I won't talk more about it just so I don't spoil anything, but yeah, um, good job. Uh, yeah. So, what was the score you gave it? 
Uh, I ended up giving it a nine. I thought it was uh, overall very good. A couple of things yeah. here and there that I had some issues with, but I think overall it was a really good game and probably one of the best um, Xbox One titles I've played so far since, yeah. since having one. So um, Horde mode especially is is really, really good in this game. Um, I've always what loved Horde. the controversy about the classes? Classes good, classes bad? I like the idea of the classes. I think the classes add a lot. So basically, for those that don't know, um, with Horde mode, that in this game they added uh, classes. So each player gets to kind of pick their own role. There's a soldier, an engineer, uh, a bunch of different, and everyone gets their own, you know, job. I think the classes are cool because they add a lot of uh, depth to the game. Where you know now, now everyone can kind of have their own role, and you know, and it increases the strategy. Um, I just don't know if I like how the classes are balanced. I think some classes are mm -hmm. definitely way more useful than the other ones. Like I, I feel bet. like yes. I feel like the engineer and the scout are basically essential. Like you need one of them mm -hmm. on your team because the scout can basically get uh, twice as many resources as the other classes. Uh, the engineer can build your uh, he can build all your um, your defenses, so the turrets, the traps, things like that. Um, the other classes like the soldier and things like that, they feel less mandatory and useful. Sure. So I think that's just my issue with it. And also because when you're playing horde, then inevitably I think someone gets stuck playing a class that they won't like to play because mm -hmm. there aren't really a lot of them. So I think that's you know an issue. So it's a cool idea. I think just some of the things that they did need tweaking or changing and stuff. And I think Horde is, is great. It's always been one of my favorite parts of years, and uh, Horde 3.0 is, is great. Nice. So Good. what did you say, Giuseppe? Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, also, question to Ryan. How was New York Comic Con? Uh, it was very good. It was, uh, there were lots of comics. There were lots of conning. It was in New York. Um, but basically, <laughs> but for, really? uh, this I is my, it was cool my uh, Comic Con, fourth... but it was in Los Angeles. Sorry, I'm losing you guys. Hold on. Okay. Hello? Hi. Can you hear me? Ryan? Just there he goes. All right. Well, well I'm, I guess, you know, hello, New hello. Oh. is in New York is uh, the, the best I... thing ever. Hi, Ryan. Am, I, am I back? You're back. Yeah, kind of. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I went to New York Comic Con this past weekend to uh, get it to check it out. New York. Um, it was in New York, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, New York Comic Con's not, uh, you know, like most other conventions, like, you know, E3 and stuff like that, you know, New York Comic Con's not really a big video game convention. There's not very much there. Basically, the only publishers that were really there that had an uh, presence were uh, Capcom, Square Enix, and Bandai Namco. Um, so, and a lot of the stuff that they had there was stuff we've covered um, lots of times before. Like um, Resident Evil Seven was there, which I think just, it was the same demo that you probably it was the one in the with the, with the Landry, um, right? Yeah, it was it was that one. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't really anything new and big there, but it was still a lot of fun and cool to check out. Um, I put up a big photo gallery of. Tons of cosplay pictures. Uh, apparently, cosplayers love Overwatch because that was probably like one of the biggest cosplay things that was there. Was tons Just of Overwatch bias. cosplay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, aside from that, yeah. But also, there was a lot of it. Um, you were there you was, were like running around looking for tracers. Oh, basically, yeah. There was actually there was a giant Reinhardt that was there. That was probably one of my favorite cosplays. Yeah, sure. You were like looking at Reinhardt, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. If there were if there was. 
if there was anything, if if the the top cosplay things there were probably Overwatch, Stranger Things, and Suicide Squad everywhere. Oh. Those were all like everywhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, New York Comic Con was fun. We've also got some interviews coming up. Uh, I did some interviews with uh, uh, Bandai Namco for Sword Art Online, Hollow Realization, mm-hmm. uh, Digimon World Next Order, and awesome. Tales of Bazaria. Um, so those will be coming soon. You can look forward to those. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out the photo gallery I put up on the site for uh, New York Comic Con stuff. Awesome. Jinx. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're actually hitting the one-hour point, and I think that's normally when we cut off. Any objections? You want to tackle any questions, Giuseppe? Nope. I'm done. All right. Awesome. Uh, so let's wrap up. Uh, we're going to go over the games that are coming out this week, and this will probably take another hour, because there are a lot of games coming out this week, of course, with the launch of so PSVR. So just say all the PSVR games, and that's one thing, and then... Sure. Uh, the PSVR games. Uh, I was saying all the PSVR games. Like oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yes, all the PSVR games. We're getting a bunch of them. Uh, you'll see them when the reviews come out. Besides that, we have Mantis Burn Racing for PS4, Xbox One. Goner uh, on uh, today uh, for PC. Moto Racer uh, 4 for PC, PS4, Xbox One tomorrow. Uh, also tomorrow, that isn't a PSVR game. Shadow Warriors 2 on PC. Uh, Yesterday Origins for PC, PS4, Xbox One. The Assembly on PS4. Uh, Guruman 3D, a monstrous adventure for 3DS. Here They Lie on PS4. On October 14th, we have Disney Magical World, for all those interested. Uh, also on the 14th, Let's Sing 2017 for PS4, Xbox One. Reus for PS4, Skylanders Imaginators on the 16th for 360, PS3, PS4, Wii U, and Xbox One. And on the 18th, we have Super Dimension Neptune vs. Sega Hard Girls, not sure what that means, for PlayStation Vita. Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, the review is already up, it, very, it was a great game, I believe, PS4, Vita. Uh, Batman Return to Arkham for PS4, Xbox One. Lego Harry Potter Collection for PS4. Snow for PS4 and Mordheim City of the Damned for PS4. And within those, maybe 15 other PSVR games, which you can look up on your own time. You probably know them already if you're following the coverage. Uh, So, yeah. The rest of the plugs, of course. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just looking up Dual Shockers. Very simple. Uh, Besides that, our YouTube is youtube.com slash DSTV Originals. Also, if you want to follow us on Twitch, uh, right now, currently, Wednesday, 8.30, every week, we're going to keep doing giveaways for a while for the foreseeable future. Uh, come join us at twitch.tv slash DualShockersLive. Be part of the conversation, win games, yada, yada, yada. Uh, last and there not- is one thing to conclude. Yes. Looks like Hideo Kojima is a believer in VR. He just tweeted something that I would use as our conclusion. Okay. Which is pretty fits. So Hideo Kojima says, uh, 20 years ago, I made a tutor- uh, the tutorial called VR Mission in the game. Today, VR has the potential to be the real tutorials uh, and has been released. Huh. Let me get the second part. Uh, we are pretty much with, witnessing virtual reality becoming reality. So, hmm. if you believe in reality, then let's hope that 
Hideo Kojima is right. Yeah. Well, I have there's no more. Say. There's no mother, more other winning, uh, winning validations than when Kojima says something nice about it. So, take that as you will. <laughs> uh, of course, if you want to see our coverage around the clock, all our PSVR review coverage around this weekend, uh, come to DualShockers.com. They leave the lights on and uh, pay our bills, kind of. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Well, it looks like we've lost Ryan permanently. So uh, hello, am I am I back? Fine. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, he's we should just I, mute him. I, I just turned off. I turned off my video, so I'm alive. Okay. okay. Thank God. Okay. All right. So where can we find you on Twitter, Ryan? Oh my uh, God. At, it's <laughs> it's it's dead. Uh, just my name at Ryan Leitzler on Twitter. All right, Giuseppe, where can we find you? Well, it's Abriel, but you, you you don't know that that's fine. It's I, I don't want to spell it. Just fine. I, I just You'll assumed you had your flip card. Like I don't I don't have it. my I don't have my my little sign here. I don't know where I put it. I went to Japan. Come on, I, I lost everything. I, I I have to get my bearings. <laughs> uh, and if you're looking for me, it's a little different this week. Uh, I haven't changed it yet, but I'm gonna change it right after this for the month of of. October. I'm no longer at Lou Cantaldi. I'm at Boo Cantaldi. B O O. Uh, so yeah, if you Why? like gimmicks, because I like gimmicks Is and a uh, Halloween. Oh come on. <laughs> Bad puns. Not many <sighs> things rhyme with Lou. I, I gotta take it as it goes. Anyway, thanks for joining oh. us, everyone. We've had a great time tonight. We've had a great time with you. Uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.